The person has an insecurity, a fear, a trauma, something that is hidden, that wants to come out mm. and wants to be seen. Mm. And the tarot, it's a powerful tool to help someone to understand the other person. Hello and welcome to the Waking Youth Podcast. How are you feeling today? Well, I'm feeling inspired after listening to the second part of my conversation with Diogo Afonso. For those of you who missed uh, the previous episode, we began our conversation by exploring uh, how exactly can we integrate spirituality in our daily lives. And like promised, in this second segment, we will explore the world of tarot. So Diogo is a tarot reader. Um, if you have no idea what tarot is about, if you already have a pretty solid idea, however, what be willing to listen to our perspective on the subject, or even if you're a little bit skeptical of, of this tool, the spiritual tool, um, I invite you to dive in this conversation and find out what me and Diogo, and Diogo and I, really think and feel about Taro. So let's dive in. Okay, now we, we explored some mm. tools that one can use in yes. order to tune in. Okay. One that we just did, a little bit of shaking and breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Releasing the spirit. Uh, and mm. you also mentioned that one of the techniques uh, or the tools that you use is taro. Yes. Okay. Now, I know that taro, just the name taro, makes some people uncomfortable. I have to admit that even I, at some point, was a bit skeptical about all of this. Yes. Um, so... What is Tarot, Diogo, for you? Hmm. And how is it a spiritual practice? Okay. So, first of all, I have to say that Tarot, for me, it's the best book that I mm. have. Mm. Because it tells every single fucking story that you can imagine in the human realm. It's here on a Tarot deck. Mm. I'm saying this because for me, tarot, it's physically a deck of cards Mm. where you have represented scenes, symbols, Mm. uh, characters, um, colors, Mm. geometry, ideas that are very important to understand the human unconscious. And I I think that the problem nowadays with the tarot is that we are used to see on television, it's that thing, it's the shuffling on the deck. The lady's gonna take some cards. (laughs) Yeah, the lady's gonna take some cards and someone has a problem in their lives and they say, oh my God, this will all turn all right if you buy this thing Mm. uh this other service that i have and of course people get triggered and of course if you go to the tarot and you think that you are getting a prediction of the future honey you have the power over your future Mm. not your ego do you 
Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think we do. Mm. But I think we do when we are not from our working from our ego space. When we are working from our energy, spiritual uh, space, we have the power to decide what, what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes decision is surrender mm. to the will of life, mm. to the will of a fire that is in you, that is signaled by sensations in your body, by emotions. It's like falling in love. Mm. Mm. When you fall in love by some, for someone, you are not thinking about it. You just feel a pull, a magnetic pull to that person and you go with it mm. you surrender to that thing that you don't understand so you do have free will <clears throat> in the sense that you can choose if you're gonna stay in autopilot mm-hmm. or if you're gonna take a deep breath that i believe because look for, for me i have a problem with surrendering mm. for a long time <laughs> I'm still learning to surrender. Mm. I'm still learning to surrender. Um, And what is the difference between... um, I'm thinking of the answer. (laughs) But what is the difference between... As we're speaking, I'm thinking that some people might take this surrender as... I'm just going to sit down and let no, that life happen to me. No. So how can you tell the difference when you are actually making excuses, unconscious excuses to yourself not to do something <laughs> and follow your, your path? Or I think, I think that's it. It's like falling in love. Um, <laughs> it's like falling in love. And like if we need to know if mm. we are going with our darker side, our Machiavellic manipulative side we just have to see to look within ourselves and to see if the mind is working because what's easy for the mind it's usually not it it's usually not what we have Mm. to do it's what psychology says psychology says if you fear something that's your path because the ego wants to protect itself it Mm. wants it wants to create a wall around itself to be the king of the palace and it's like yeah i know what i'm doing i know so if there is something new if there is something uncomfortable we don't like things to be uncomfortable and even more now in this 21st century we are over valuing comfort Mm. because it's like Comfort, the comfort zone. Haha. Mm-hmm. What the, what does it bring, that comfort zone? Same old. Mm-hmm. You can stay there, but one thing is for sure: you will start to see if you look deep enough. You will start to see that your life is repeating itself, that the experiences are exactly the same, that the pain that comes will come again Mm. you can change the boyfriend you can change the house you can change the job you can change everything but if you are doing the same thing exactly the same way and not taking the lessons that life 
the ultimate master is bringing you, you will end up with the fucking same result. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) This is the prophetic Sagittarius Uh, side. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) No, I... I, um, I'm contemplating the feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm experiencing right now. Okay. It's so interesting because I think that uh, in my podcast, I've landed on this conversation at least three times about <laughs> fear and ego and repeating the patterns. And uh-huh. it's so interesting because I've talked with people from different backgrounds. And mm-hmm. obviously you come from a spiritual background and then mm-hmm. some people come from a more psychology background, mm-hmm. right? But we always end up here. And this just makes me feel and just makes me realize and connect the dots to see that we can name it whatever we want we can call it spirituality we can call it science but what we're what we're understanding now and what we're seeing now is that everything is merging together so everything is making sense it doesn't matter what metaphor you use to describe we are uh, we take much pride as westerns Mm. of our greek Mm. heritage Mm. oh the philosophy oh the rational they they said that gnosis knowledge is achieved when you study mysticism philosophy Mm. science and the arts you are only considered knowledgeable for an ancient greek point of view, of course, if you know about the spirit, about the reason, about the way of thinking and how to use it, and about the art Mm. that is the emotional Mm -hmm. free expression of ourselves, of our souls. Mm. So it's like, yeah, we can divide, but I will give... I'll, I'll give you a, an example. Israel Regardier, mm. he was a, a mystical, mm. uh, an occult um, mystical from the past century. He was a member of uh, a secret society. Not that secret. We are talking about it. Hello. Uh, <laughs> the, the Golden Dawn. Mm. The Golden Dawn. And he wrote a book that I truly advise mm. to everyone. Mm. That is The Middle Pillar. The Middle the, Pillar. The Buddha talked about the middle path. Uh, Christ uh-huh. talked about, you know, about love. It's funny because the art chakra is the middle chakra. You have three above, three below. Mm. So the middle. <laughs> not to left, not to right. Um, the middle pillar. And he, at the introduction, he says that psychology, it's a very important science that is being developed in his lifetime and that psychology should be integrated in the organization of a secret order in any mystical path because it's like psychology allows us to understand ourselves, our ego, to understand this nature that allows us to be in the physical world Mm. and that we have some wounds We should take care of them. And then the other path, the mystical path, arrives. And for example, psychology does this. For example, Jung, Mm. with his 
archetypal kind of work Mm -hmm. he goes and he defines archetypes of personalities Mm. for the the human beings and he defines i believe 12 uh type of archetypes the tarot does the same Mm -hmm. we have birth cards Mm. for example my birth cards are the emperor and death the emperor what are birth cards the birth cards you use numerology and you do some math and you arrive to the numbers because each tarot card has a number Mm. you can actually think about the tarot cards as the visual representation of a number Mm. and don't forget that pythagoras said that math is the language of god Mm. so a rational mathematician said math is the language of god Mm. and the tarot allows us to understand that language giving a visual representation to a number Mm. and the tarot works tell me tell me about that from from my experience because of this because it is in tune and it's just a tool to represent the magnificence of life and of human experience because of course every one of us has a winning mind state a victorious mind state as the ability to grab his life and do whatever mm-hmm. he wants so that's the chariot mm. Everyone you're making has... me. You're making me think about. Huh. Um, we were talking about we our society separating science from mm. spirituality from religion, um, and we're putting everything into boxes, right? Mm-hmm. So of course our understanding of the universe will, will also be into boxes. Oh. And as you're talking about tarot, I can't help but make the free association, or not mm. so free. It's free actually. Uh, <laughs> How can we try to understand the whole universe if we don't allow ourselves to connect the dots? And in a way, what you're describing about Taro is precisely we looking at archetypes and we looking at certain images individually and then putting together a story yes. and interpreting a story. Yes, mm. exactly that. Now, I just uh, a warning with our limited capacities mm. as human beings, mm-hmm. if we are never going to understand everything, because science says that we have an ever-expanding universe, mm. so uh, the infinite is a little bit too much mm. for us limited <laughs> small beings mm-hmm. of the earth to understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to claim at a certain point that, nah, we got this. We know everything. Mm. Baby, life will prove you otherwise. Mm-hmm. It usually does. Because it is a pride kind of statement um, to understand everything. Uh, and, uh, and of course, uh, connecting, connecting the dots, it's a very important part. And I thank my tarot teachers and the influences that I have. If you want to look... For something you can look for, yes, uh, I, also, I don't need to ask the question. This for is, example, this is amazing. <laughs> Yodorovsky is a very good tarot uh, master. He's working 
he did a mixture of psychology, of shamanism, and he uses it together. And he uses the tarot as a tool to arrive to mm -hmm. the point. Jodorowsky is very interesting. The works of Lester Crowley mm. on tarot are very interesting. Careful with sex magic. And, uh, <laughs> and Heider White is a very interesting uh, one too. He did a tarot that has his, his name nowadays. And it's, it's the tarot that I use. Mm. Um, and yes. Yes, yeah, I have a question. Um, mm. Because I, th I feel like... <clears throat> I think what makes people uncomfortable about tarot... Mm -hmm. um, tarot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> tarot is in Portuguese. Tarot. Um, is that how can it be up to the reader mm. to, um, to tell the person... Um, the client, the mm. I don't know how to call it. How do you call it? Uh, it's, uh, in, I don't know in English. Okay, but it, it's it's the client. It's it's the seeker um, of truth. Um, how can he be the one, or she be the one, or they be the one revealing the truth about the life of the other person? And and yeah. and my understanding is that when you're reading tarot, you're the channel. So it's yes. actually, yes. It, it's, it's with your language, with the language that you, the yoga, learn throughout your life, yes. but you're being the channel of something that transcends. Yes. Um, yes. But then because it is subject to your language, you know, then it's going to be biased. I'm, and I feel like... Of course. Mm, of so course. what's but, your understanding of like, that? How do I'm you a, interpret this? I'm this small mm. uh, human being mm. named Yogo. Mm. I have my language barrier and everyone has... A language barrier as their own experiences and learning and all that so it's limited mm -hmm. and when I have someone on front of me mm -hmm. sometimes the channel can work intuitively mm -hmm. and if I know better the person is the person gives signs if the person asks advice the tarot is not needed for anything but with the tarot The thing is that someone that I never saw in my life mm. arrives to me mm -hmm. and asks me something. So I shuffle the cards and by the synchronicity, not the coincidence, the mm. synchronicity that Jung talks, the cards that are on the table are the cards that are on the table. Mm. And it's mostly common, the majority, like 99% of the times. I will start to talk about the cards and all of a sudden I have the person crying. I have the person enraged. I have the person saying, oh my God, you are reading me. I have the person saying this. Mm. And so it even, doesn't even matter because it's I, I feel like what what one <clears throat> I okay let me put it like this mm. I have some friends that are skeptical mm -hmm. um, and what they tell me is that you could put any cards on the table mm. that because those issues are so prevalent in the person they would come out either way the person would find a way for them to be related to what you are saying 
Okay. okay. I this is not my view, but I think this is like what people think. What the 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 skeptical mm-hmm. when, when they are skeptical, right? Um, but all, ultimately, it doesn't matter because if you're actually talking about the things mm-hmm. that the person needs to talk about, mm-hmm. yes. What's the point of even talking about yeah, it? You know, it, you, it's you just know, a tool me, to get there. Yeah, mm. and and for me, the problem is that. People are thinking about the tarot as with with the mind, with the mind, with, the mind. with an expectation of going to a tarot reader mm. and having someone that claims to be omniscient and know mm. know it all and that will read you and talk about your darkest secret and the, we have that Hollywoodesque kind of mm. idea of the tarot. You know, it's someone that will predict the future. Tarot is not for the prediction of the future. Hmm. Tarot is as possible as a psychology word. Mm-hmm. It's a therapy. Hmm. Yes, we have to talk about your issues. Because you have to, as we put an intention in this podcast, we, in the beginning of a tarot session, we have an intention. Mm-hmm. The person has a problem that she needs to talk Mm. to someone about Mm -hmm. the person has an insecurity a fear a trauma something that is hidden that wants to come out Mm. and wants to be seen Mm. and the tarot it's a powerful tool to help someone to understand the other person Mm. and what is love if not understanding we are in a world where love is not that easy and love you... is not that cheap mm. love has conditions mm. and egos involved. so is that love that was my question because yeah. we talk about love yes and is the love that we talk about so commonly and so well, cheaply is the that the had... love that the spirituality talks about no it's not mm. the same the greeks had eight different words mm. for love mm. from eros to agap mm. Eight different words. A love that talks about a romantic one, where you are like, hmm, seduced by the person. <laughs> oh my God, I feel the desire. Yes, I love you. But then the interest starts to fade and mm. old age comes mm. and all that. And so Eros mm. is a bit fleeting. Mm. It's, an, it's, a, a, it's represented as a small child with wings. It's fleeting. <laughs> it comes and goes. Um, but then you have the family love. You have the friendship love. You have the agape love that Christianity still talks. And that spirituality in general talks about as unconditional love. That is a love that is not... That has no interest. It's a love that doesn't come from the ego. It's a profound respect and understanding as the other, as an extension of the mystery of life mm. in which you are part. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, of course, love is everywhere. We are all ultimately the same uh, uh, different conjugation of verbs that in this case are atom, atoms and uh, molecules and water and hydrogen and all that, that configurates in a different way. But ultimately, we're all the same. So what's 
What's more than Just this? Just taking a deep breath here. <laughs> Let's love our bodies. Mm. <laughs> um, yes. And getting back to... Um, going back to what is tarot and, mm. and what does it mean? Um, and if it's... And what, what does it represent? I, I remember... I was <laughs> when I was <laughs> when I was doing my nails. <laughs> okay. Um, I was talking with Raquel. I really like Raquel. She's a lovely human being. Oh, and Raquel. we had another another woman there. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the the owner of the place, the responsible oh. for the place. And and we were talking about spirituality because they are also familiar with Reiki and and and, and that. And and see, see, I was a little bit uneasy at the time, and mm. I clearly needed help. And and they were suggest, of course, I was doing my nails, so I talk about my, oh, my problems. My life shit. Um, and they were saying, mm. the two of them, actually, the the owner of the place, that they also um, in that in that store in that place, they also um, have a woman going there, a psychologist going there. Mm-hmm. So I could actually book an appointment with her but that she does not only psychology but she also does um family constellations mm-hmm. uh, and i'm like okay this sounds like something interesting i have no idea what family constellation is yeah. let me investigate Let's go. and it was very funny because the way that that woman that the owner of the place was talking about family constellations it was like it was something like that the psychologist was a medium that uh-huh. she when she was talking about the issue we like that flare mm, of, mystery. of course we do we but like. that when she was doing this exercise she would actually incarnate the people that we're talking about and so mm. when she was having the session this lady with the psychologist that she would see in the eyes of the psychologist that the person was there that the spirit of the person was there and i'm like okay i'm definitely going to that person <laughs> then <laughs> but i went and then in my case, I'm very open to all of this world of mysticism, mysticism, spirituality, but I also have the other side of me that the when I was younger and that I still is a scientific rational yes. side. So yes. I went there and I actually wanted to solve the issue. But I went there with an open mind and I'm going to make my own conclusions. That's what I was thinking. And for me, I could make the case that in fact she was connecting with the energy of the person that I was talking about that in this case was related to my my issue. Um, But again, it's like that it didn't matter. What matter is that in that room, in that moment, I needed to talk about something. And that woman used the tool and it doesn't matter if she was actually receiving the spirit of the person that I was talking about. It mattered that in that place at that time, it was clear to me what the issue was and how could I overcome it. Yes. And it was not like she was also dictating the future. She was not telling me exactly what to do. She was just stating the obvious, but in a way that was helpful for me to solve the issue. Mm-hmm. So it's what you're saying about that all of the free will of it. It's not about telling you what to do exactly. It's just talking about the kind of energy that is being presented in you and yeah. how to deal with that. Exactly. Um, and so I think that's 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 how I view all of these. How I view that all. Mm-hmm. How I view when I go to a medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I go to a psychologist, even when I talk to a friend, the world has several tools out there available to you. Yes. And it's up to you 
to listen with an open mind, to sit there and listen to that, to that person and use that tool. And then after experiencing all of the tools, make your own conclusions mm-hmm. because some things will resonate with you and others won't mm-hmm. resonate with you, but you just have to find yours. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because the tarot has then has, for example, astrology mm. does. So do as, you do astrology as well? I, uh, as an intuitive work. Okay. I, uh, I was uh, about a few moments ago uh, to thank um, my tarot teachers Mm -hmm. because they taught not the prediction side of it, Mm -hmm. but they taught the psychological, Mm. spiritual, mental health, emotional health, poetic Mm. side of the tarot. And I think that's the validity Mm. of tarot. For me, at least it is. Because, yeah, of course, we can go to a a bar and vent with our friends about a problem. But sometimes um, the the ego of our friends comes and... Mm -hmm. Oh! oh! Mm -hmm. And gives an opinion that they don't want as bad. But it's like that is partial and limited from the ego Mm. the tarot i feel like as much as a tarot reader is limited Mm. he has images in front of himself Mm. that talk and that speak about something deep Mm -hmm. and that talk about some ah some something that you can't evade and escape Mm -hmm. you know for example, this card that I that I have in front of me right now, mm. I put the judgment card on our desk for our conversation. And for example, this is a, a card that ultimately speaks about that voice mm. that everyone has. Mm-hmm. And that some people saw as an external being of light coming to them and saying something but it's an inner voice mm. that we all have as human beings mm-hmm. that is a soft voice that knows what we need mm. at that time mm. at that period and it has a deep faith not for an external old man in the in the clouds mm. but for life and that everything ultimately passes. This too shall pass. Mm. Wow. And if it is suffering, it will pass. Mm. Yes, you have the validity to feel the pain, to be that pain for a while. But you should know that it was necessary for you to lose yourself in an overindulgence of drugs, mm. for you to really know what your trauma was. Mm-hmm. Because until you know it, you cannot overcome it if you don't know what your trauma is. Mm-hmm. And if it is happiness, it, should, it, it too shall pass. Mm. And we should not take that much pride 
in everything. Mm. And we should not be that ego that I have everything. Yes, be thankful. But know that all life conspired to help you to do that. And if you are a good lawyer, you have to thank your teachers. Mm. If you are a good son, you have to thank all your family. If you have food to eat, you have to thank the baker down the street because you don't know how to do bread. Mm. So it's... Um, it's a world. It's a life. And mm -hmm. this and, and the, this small detour that I took mm -hmm. was like inspired by a card, and mm -hmm. it's like inspired by a card. Exactly. Yeah, I looked at it. I looked at the angel that it represents. Not that I'm a Christian that believes in angels, but mm -hmm. what do angels represent yes. for our unconscious minds? They represent something high. They represent something that is in tune with the divine and that do their work and mm -hmm. that bring light mm. it's the allegories the archetypes what's the story An angel always appears when someone is desperate and it's like come here i will take you out of here i will show you the world enoch and his history of sandalphon coming and taking him to know the universe and the many inhabitants of this universe it's like yes i looked at the angel and i could say mm. poetically mm. not religiously that the angel took me at his wings oh. to talk this. And I hope you were enjoying. Yes, and I again, uh, <laughs> our world, our universe is full of stories. How can we not yes. talk about archetypes? How can we say that tarot is not valid because it's not scientific when yes. our life is made of metaphors as well, when yes. everything we do is a metaphor? If, if you would dismiss that tool, then you would... Dismiss yeah, a lot I, of things I in can life. Understand. Mm. There is a kind of a collective trauma of going to some scary lady in a dark room mm -hmm. that is telling you that you have to pay her 1000 euro mm -hmm. if you don't want to die tomorrow. And I can understand that, but I, I strongly advise people to think that. Not all lawyers are good lawyers. Yes. Not all doctors are good doctors. Not all scientists are good scientists. Mm. We have great politicians and statesmen and we have shitty ones. Mm. Mm -hmm. And we have one, some that are not good, neither bad. They are just human beings that sometimes they woke up a bit sad and they took a shitty decision and then they had to work mm -hmm. to make it well and I feel like as terror readers as a, a professional group uh, <laughs> we have a kind of an obligation to kind of um, repair the view that people has of terror because they were misguided by terror readers or by external forces mm. like the church to believe that we are just trying to manipulate people, that we are just doing the tarot for then later sell another service and mm. take all of our money and mm -hmm. trying to... It's like, I'm not trying to do that. Mm -hmm. With the tarot, my only intention is to help 
Because I truly know that when I'm helping someone with a tarot, I'm helping myself. Mm. Mm. And that person that came is not by chance that the person came. So come, come yet again, come, as the poet come, would say. Come, and, and and it's the idea of what, what I was exploring earlier before of the tools, you know. Some mm -hmm. tools I know don't resonate with me. Mm, so course. again, it's kind of like pointless for us to to persuade people um, to believe in tarot, if they can even say yeah, that. It's not a because if you don't, exactly. But if you, the tool doesn't resonate with you, it means that at this point in life, you would not benefit from that tool. So there's other tools that you can explore. But I think that's the main idea. Yeah, if you if you have a problem with the with the tarot, it's like don't go there. Mm -hmm. Don't go there because you will have the wrong attitude to go there. Mm -hmm. so yeah the, mm -hmm. it will not work for you so it will not work mm -hmm. and you will have the proof to feed that belief exactly. that the tarot is shit and it is a lie and it's like if you are open minded and you are just like oh I need to think this in another way mm -hmm. let's go and try this mm -hmm. okay I feel like I have a million other questions for you Uh, but let's go back to this idea of what tarot is, what tarot mm -hmm. represents, because we we explore tarot as a divine tool, also a personal development tool. Mm -hmm. We also talk talk about tarot as a more practical tool, mm -hmm. uh, like one you would use in psychology. But the question I have for you now is, what then is tarot for you in the sense that do you feel like the cards in some mystical way have a power of their own as much as a a statue of a god has the power of mm. a god they have no power per se but the meaning mm. the thing that they represent that has power and it's actually a thing that is uh, if you search enough in the tarot you can do meditations with the tarot cards. Mm. So yes, the tarot is for everyone mm. that feels interested mm. in it. And there are many uses to the tarot. And for example, if you want to achieve um, emotional and mental balance, mm. you should use the temperance card. Mm. If you want to follow the journey of your heart mm. and if you want to accept the solace and the solitude that you are experiencing mm. in life, you should look into the card of the hermit because it's that image. An image is worth more than a thousand mm -hmm. words, right? And it has a, a power to our unconscious mm. mind mm. it goes directly there mm -hmm. it unlocks it's a tarot card can be a key to the door of perception mm. <laughs> so if you want to unlock for example sex mm. your view of sex your um your sexual confidence your sexuality if you want to find about that You can use the devil card. Mm, wow, the devil card. For example, if you want to find... Or then you have another use. 
for it. If you want, for example, to find love, mm -hmm. you can take the Empress, the Empress card, because she's the representation of the goddess Venus. So what does Venus or Aphrodite represent for you? Mm -hmm. Love. They are beauty and love and all that. So it's like, look at, at her, stay with her, and then look at the card and then sit yourself alone and just read and watch. Mm. Watch your body, mm. watch your emotions, watch your mind. See what that happens and of course then leave the room and go and find love uh, <laughs> otherwise it will not work mm. but it helps mm -hmm. to for you to get in touch with that energy and i wanted to announce now that you were talking about taking cards that we will Drops. take a card today ah yes uh, we will take a card today but before we we you well mm. you take that card mm -hmm. uh, that for will, everyone in the audience. For everyone in the audience, exactly. Yes. Um, you also mentioned that you would like to take another card. So yes. I'll just leave that to you. because yes. that's... Just to summarize, because for me, uh, as you can see, we can talk until the end of times mm. about the tarot. Uh, we will take some breaks to go to the toilet and to eat and sleep and all that. But I can speak about this uh, a lot because mm. it was ultimately uh, the tool that I needed mm. in my life to unlock myself mm. and to get out of addiction, to get out of uh, habits, to get out of patterns that were not going anywhere, to unleash myself sexually, mentally, in self-expression, in everything. Mm. The tarot helped me. And now that I unleashed the Kraken and that I'm already like, I Kraken, you have to rest for a bit now. You have to be balanced now. The tarot is still helping me so let's... now to find balance. And just to summarize, mm. for everyone to grab an idea of what tarot is, in the end of the day. In the tarot, on the Major Arcana, we have a card that is the Wheel of Fortune. Mm. And if you look into the representation of that Arcana in the Rider Waite tarot, you can see that you have a circle and that you have the letters T-A-R-O. Mm -hmm. If you read tarot. it this way, it's mm. tarot. If you read it this way, is orat. If you read it this way, is Torah. If you read it this way, is Ator. Mm. Taro. Ora. Ore. It is uh, the Latin word for speaking. Mm. Ora. Torah is a sacred text. Mm. So it speaks about the sacredness mm. Ator is the Egyptian goddess mm. of love mm. so Ator is another word for love so the tarot speaks about the sacredness of love mm. this can be a good resume of what tarot is mm. I think 
And my dog agrees again. <laughs> <laughs> the small angel over there. <laughs> so let's take that card. Finally. Um, okay. Take a card for us, Diogo. Yes. Okay. Since we don't have video, Diogo is now with the deck on his hands, closing his eyes and connecting. Yes. And I'm asking. Um, and my the dog is agreeing again. For a letter, um, for a card, with an advice for all of us mm. that are sitting here in this conversation, that are sharing this conversation, mm. the ones who talk too much and the ones who listen. So let's see. If we have one advice for us all. Now I'm breaking the deck. Mm -hmm. ah. <laughs> yes. So the stars. The stars. Trust. Surrender yourself. It's like accept your life as it is as it comes and recognize the blessing that your life is right now you can rest you can give you can receive you can trust that right now everything is as it should be it's no time for war it's time to enjoy the peace of acceptance and of letting go of the small will of our egos, of the constant fighting that we are as ego rebellious beings and just accept that life will guide us to where we should be not where we want to be. Hmm. The stars. The stars. And you know what's funny? What's funny? You know <laughs> what is the mantra that I've been using uh, lately whoa. in the, my past few months? Okay. <laughs> I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Coincidence, right? Diogo, it was a pleasure listening to your story. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing this time Thank with you. us. Thank you for the kindness <laughs> of receiving me. Thank you for the openness to receive, to give. And thank you, everyone, for allowing a crazy star <laughs> earthly being to be himself. Because ultimately, the mystery of life is that be yourself and that's it for today thank you for tuning in with us and if you're curious about some of the references we made throughout this conversation well as usual, I will leave all the relevant links on the description of this podcast episode. 
And last but not least, of course, I'm wishing you a beautiful, inspired day. And I'll see you in two weeks. Bye!